Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In this episode, I'll share about the hymn, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need, and talk with music ministry participant, John Chandler. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. I have no evidence of this, but I like to think that I am a distant relative of Isaac Watts, the writer of the hymn that we'll explore today, My Shepherd Will Supply My Need. Isaac Watts was born in 1674 and died in 1748. He was very well educated, he was a prolific writer, and eventually became an independent minister in England. Some would say that Isaac Watts was the father of English hymnody. There is some disagreement among hymnologists about whether that's a little bit of a stretch, but he was certainly an influential and transformative figure in English hymnody. My Shepherd Will Supply My Need is a paraphrase of Psalm 23, perhaps the most well-known and beloved psalm. It was written for Isaac Watts's 1719 collection called The Psalms of David Imitated. In its original form, the hymn was six stanzas of four shorter lines. Our hymnal combines those into three stanzas of longer lines, which match the tune that we typically sing it to. Our hymnal includes 12 other Isaac Watts hymns, Certainly you'll recognize a few of these, like When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, O God, Our Help in Ages Past, and Joy to the World, the Lord is Come. Our Celebrating Grace hymnal also includes two other paraphrases of Psalm 23, The Lord's My Shepherd I'll Not Want, and The King of Love My Shepherd Is. I recently learned an interesting connection to Isaac Watts's hymns and worship in the black church tradition. Uh, Our own Beth McGinnis has a podcast entitled Here in Alabama, H-E-A-R in Alabama, and in Season 1, Episode 3, explores the tradition of Dr. Watts' hymns in black church worship. You can find that podcast at hereinalabama.com or anywhere you get podcasts. I hope you'll check it out. This text is most often paired with an American folk melody called Resignation, It was notated in the early 19th century, but was likely passed along orally earlier than that. This tune is pentatonic, meaning it only uses five notes of the scale. Uh, This would be analogous to using the black notes on a piano, and this is typical of quite a number of American folk melodies. Those of you who might be particularly observant will notice that our Celebrating Grace hymnal has a shorter ending for each line of this tune, But in practice, we extend the ends of those phrases a little bit longer. Some hymnals do actually notate the longer phrase endings. The longer phrase endings seem to give a rounder finish to each phrase and also makes the phrases more symmetrical with eight measures per phrase rather than a somewhat awkward seven measures in each phrase. The listener who requested this hymn mentioned to me that for her, the last line of this hymn is 
particularly striking and meaningful, and I have to agree. The original Psalm 23 says, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Isaac Watts has paraphrased that this way, No more a stranger, nor a guest, but like a child at home. What a beautiful image. Today's episode will end with an arrangement of My Shepherd Will Supply My Need by our own Wesley Johnson. This arrangement is for guitar quartet, and you'll actually hear Wesley Johnson himself playing all four parts. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. I'm glad to have with me today on the podcast, John Chandler. Uh, John, welcome. Thanks for being with me. Hey, Marty. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you uh, were able to do this and set yeah. aside some time and uh, so we can chat. Sure, sure. Well, how have things been uh, for you during this, this weird time? Well, I, I guess it's uh, needless to say, most people feel like it's been a roller coaster. No different from me. It's just been a crazy year, hadn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, I just wish someone could, you know, put me to sleep and wake me up when it's over. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as and I guess we can get into this a little later, but Wesley being a senior, he sort of went through his last um, semester of seniorhood sort of in a strange place, but we finally got him to college. Uh, uh, so that's been fun and, and watching him um, do his thing there has been fun and uh, other exciting things in the family have have given us enough excitement to get us uh, grounded at times. Well, well, good, good. Um, So first of all, tell us a little bit about what you're involved with at church. Yeah, so I was thinking about that. Right now, I'm not involved with a lot. I am a deacon, but I'm not active in a deacon. I've been a deacon for over, I've been at the church probably 28, 30 years. Um, So I have served on and off as a deacon over the last 15 years. Um, uh, so I've, I've served probably three or four times different. I've served on the missions committee. I've served on landscape committee, a lot of different things, but right now I'm Sunday school choir. Um, I think that's about it right now. Front, front row tender in the choir, right? That, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lead, <laughs> leading the group. Uh, yeah. Joking well, about that. Yeah, no, well, no. Um, so uh, speaking of choir, tell us a little bit about your background in music, you know, maybe growing up or what, yeah. what your background was? Yeah, I was raised in uh, Columbus, Mississippi, outside of Columbus, called New Hope, uh, Mississippi, a little small community. And at that time, I always um, sang and was reinforced by the people in our church uh, to sing and, and had some mentors that um, did a lot of that. So they let me sing with them. I started singing somewhat in choirs and just a lot of uh, we were into at that time solos, uh, uh, can type of music to sing along to, and it was really fun, exciting, and uh, uh, pleasing to the congregation and things like that. And I would say worshipful at times, entertaining at times. Um, sometimes those uh, those lines are blurred, um, but uh, enjoyed that. I, I then went to Mississippi State. Um, um, I had your typical college experience, but got really involved in the Baptist Student Union, 
and um, applied, um, tried out for a group called the Fishermen at Baptist BSU Mississippi State. So we traveled the state and southeast singing a lot in a group. Um, so that was really fun. So I had a lot of that experience. Throughout all that, I only had one singing lesson in, in, at college, and I never really acquired the taste of reading music. So it was all pretty much, uh, you know, I had to work hard to understand the music and stuff like that, but, but enjoyed the, uh, the singing um, and uh, all that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So many folks uh, in these podcast conversations have talked about um, how important music was as a child and mm-hmm. how formative it was and then for that experience in childhood then to take you to college and that that particular experience and now as an adult to be able to um to sing in a choir or you know however that has led different folks um so you know i i've just loved being able to hear people talk about their their childhood experiences with music and how important those were yeah really enjoyed it and and it opened a lot of doors i have to say at at Mississippi State, and I was fortunate enough to sing. Somehow I got to know the person that was in charge of the Miss MSU pageant and was able to sing at that pageant. So that was really cool. And uh, and the theme was uh, we, we sang a lot of songs from the Dream Girls. Uh, it was really cool. It was really yeah, cool. So yeah. it did. It was a major part of my life. Then sort of waned off throughout the years. I sang at some weddings and funerals and things like that. Never really was in the choir. Uh, you know, family got too busy, and uh, I've been really fortunate uh, to for y'all to sort of let me be a part of sort of hanging in the choir like you do. So, oh no, thank you. no, we're we're thrilled to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about your career. I can see that you are, are looks like you're in your office. Obviously, mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. podcast listeners can't tell that, yeah. but it looks like you're uh, you're talking to me from your office. Yeah, yeah. We we live in our cube, so I unfortunately <laughs> have a nice one though. I've got sort of uh, walls of glass behind me, so it really works out nice. Not you know, ninety percent of my time is working from home now. But uh, to answer your question, I after college. Um, uh, I worked a few jobs, but uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, uh, uh, I ended up uh, filling a call to ministry and went to Southwestern Seminary and got my master's of divinity there. Christy moved out there my sophomore year, and uh, we lived out in Fort Worth for four years. Loved it. Had a wonderful experience and started going down the path of pastoral care, chaplaincy. Moved us to Birmingham for two years as a chaplain. One thing led to another, won't bore you with all the details, but I was a chaplain in the chemical dependency unit when the chaplaincy was sort of running out and and those areas were being cut a lot. uh, I started thinking about the chemical dependency. So um, I was able to apply for and started working in healthcare for substance abuse and psychiatric disorders and things like that. So sort of got on the healthcare kick there, got my LPC. Um, and just spent a while that way. And then I moved to Blue Cross, was there for about 13 years. One thing led to another and, and ended up at United Healthcare as a director of physician contracting for Louisiana, Mississippi, and, and Arkansas, where I just help contract uh, with physicians in those states. So healthcare has been sort of my main bush. My so main when, you, when you say you, you got your LPC, tell us folks who don't know what an LPC is. 
Yeah, it's a licensed professional counselor. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that, kept that up, um, got that during uh, the, the substance abuse so I could be a, a counselor and, and carry that. Uh, really have enjoyed that. It, it's, it's helped me to live in sort of that um, gray area of life, uh, being young, having my LPC, I was really, and, and being sort of taught uh, from a very conservative uh, Southern Baptist background uh, really taught me that uh, people bring a lot of different life stories to the table uh, and they're all different. They're not good or bad. They're just different. Um, and I really enjoyed that sort of spending time with and sort of going down the journey with people. So I sort of blurred that line of LPC and pastoral care and really enjoyed that and mm -hmm. look forward to getting back to that someday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you better hurry, though. <laughs> better hurry. You mentioned um, your wife Christy I, yeah. and and Wesley uh, going off to school. So I I, I think that means y'all are empty nesters now, doesn't it? We are. Man, it feels weird, <laughs> crazy weird. Um, we had a hard time dropping Wesley off because when we got down there, he got moved into his room. Um. 24 hours later, he uh, was with somebody that had COVID. So he went into a two-week quarantine. So Chris and I were down there for a couple of days, just worried about him being in quarantine. So it, it, it was a hard time to do any closure. So we sort of came back with that. So I don't know if we've really grasped the fact that we're empty nesters. Yeah. But it's, it's obvious when you come to our house, we're sitting around, you know, watching Netflix all the time. So <laughs> it's working. It's working. Yeah. Yeah. So what does Christy do? Tell us about her, her work. Yeah. yeah. Christy's a uh, faculty member at, um, at Sanford university. She's a chair of her department in the school of education and family life studies. She teaches marriage and family, family policy, um, uh, family resource management. Uh, and chairs the department, so she sort of leads that department mm -hmm. uh, for their curriculum studies and stuff. So yeah, she's yeah. very involved. Loves her job. Loves her job. Yeah, uh, I I know uh, between healthcare and um, education, this is just just a an especially <laughs> crazy weird time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Oh yeah, she's had. She's got stories and. My my job is pretty, and I wouldn't say technical, but as far as webcast and WebEx, I didn't, that wasn't an issue for me. And that's just sort of easy, easy to adapt to when it had to, but they've really had to struggle. They've struggled with that at educational places, Sanford, no different. So she's really had to work hard to know how to teach in front of a class, then stream, uh, then do a full, you know, um, full class online, zooming, making sure you got the right students. Nobody mm -hmm. else is joining your group. So it's been a, it's been a challenge to say the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've got you and Christy have three children. Wesley's the yep. youngest. Yeah, yep. And then uh, Christopher, who was uh, just recently engaged. Uh, so they're looking at a date uh, in June of 2021. We hope things settle down, and that that mm -hmm. happens. Um, most of the people in the church know him. Uh, and um, he is in Atlanta, Georgia right now working. Uh, and then Madison is our oldest. She is 27, 28, something like that, married for about two years now, going on three. Um, uh, married to Bishop, uh, William Bishop, and he goes by Bishop. Um, 
He is an engineer. She just got a first, her first sort of full-time, she's been a postdoc at Emory and now is going to be working for an oncology company. Um, she has a PhD in genetics, chemical, chemistry, something like that. <laughs> so I don't know what else she does, but she does some, she'll take care of me when I'm old and gray. Yes. Yes. So well, three I, kids. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Have y'all been able to kind of stay connected with uh, technology when you're not able to, you know, see each other in person quite as much as you might have yeah. before? Yeah, we have, we have, we have, um, we have had periodic zoom dinners. So we'll all just get our computers and grab something and sit around the table and, and, talk and enjoy each other while we yeah. eat so we've done that before that's great, that's great. Yep. it's been fun it's been fun well i have um enjoyed getting to hear from different people um this last question that i like to ask everybody um jesus at, at, in uh, john ten ten, the second half jesus says i have come that they may have life and have it to the full so i've been asking everybody uh what's bringing you life Oh gosh. Um, that's been a hard question. I, I asked myself that a good bit. Uh, am I living to the fullest? Uh, and it's been a hard time this year uh, mm. to answer that. I think what's been li- giving uh, living to the fullest is sort of a, a personal one. And then sort of a, a family one is just sort of the activity with my family. First, Wesley going to college, sort of being engaged with him and watching him grow that. Christopher entering another chapter of his life of engaged and looking at marriage. Madison, uh, they look like they'll be moving to Cincinnati. So that's going to be mm. different, her getting her career on. So it's really been fun watching them grow and enter different chapters of their life as we are, Christy and I are too. Um, The second thing is really sort of a a mundane thing, but um, Lord help me knows I need to lose weight and I enjoy exercising and stuff like that. So I enjoy exercising more than I enjoy losing weight. So I eat all I want, but I've really gotten into walking lately. So I'm walking four or five miles a day and and I've really enjoyed going to like Red Mountain Park uh, and all these different places to walk. So it's really been a great time to sort of introspectively sort of slow down and l- leave all the work stuff behind and the, the stress of COVID. So that's sort of the interpersonal life of John, sort of uh, the walking, you know, getting comfortable with myself and then just watching my kids grow and yeah. learning what chapter Christy and I are going to start you yeah. know, living out this next couple of years. Right, right. I hope that answered your question. That's oh, sort of sure. jumbled up. Sure, no, that's great. And I think um, what you've said about uh, the the time you've been able to take on your walks to just uh, sort of think and get away from from work and other stresses has is is an answer that a number of other folks have mentioned that, that just sort of describes where they are uh, in this particular season. And I, I, I think that uh, so many of us have found ourselves with maybe some extra time on our hands and um, just have have had the chance to reflect and um, and uh, stop and smell the roses I talked to somebody else and said that that phrase just is so worn but it really Mm -hmm. describes you know what what we're able to do yeah Uh, if you could if you could put away the fact that um, thousands of people have died from this pandemic and 
millions have been sick and affected in some way or the mm-hmm. other, it's been somewhat nice to slow down yeah. um, uh, and not get caught up in the race and noticing that our highways and roads are not as busy as they used to be. It's been nice. Asterisk. Right. <laughs> it's been the, nice. And it's been yeah. nice to slow down. Yeah. Uh, and, and at the same time, you know, to, to be burdened, uh, mm-hmm. psychologically with the yeah. knowledge that, it, that so many people have been so deeply oh, yeah. affected. Um, but yes, you're right. At the same time, there's, there's been, um, there have there have come some uh, blessings along with the, the deep tragedy yeah. as well. So. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Such is life, right? Such yes. is life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate yeah. you talking with me today, and um, sure. uh, appreciate you setting aside some time and uh, allowing us to to talk and share that with with folks who listen on the podcast. Sure. Who knows? I may even listen to it. I'll have oh, well, to see how be- I sound on this thing. <laughs> You'll you'll at least get one listener, maybe. How about perfect, that? perfect. Good. Yeah, at good, least good, good. one. Good. Good. Well, thanks, thanks for <laughs> Thank giving you, me John. this opportunity. I've enjoyed. Yeah, it. appreciate it. Talk to you All later. Right. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And now we'll hear "My Shepherd Will Supply My Need," arranged and performed by Wesley Johnson.